Everybody. This is Laura Von Holt, fairy boss mother, author, entrepreneur, cool person. That's just the, the how I started introducing myself, so we have to keep it that way. Um, we are doing something different on the podcast. Today I have a very special guest, and could you please introduce yourself and tell the people who you are? Sure. My name is Leslie. I write as L. Penelope, and I'm a fantasy and paranormal romance author and podcaster. Yes, you are. Um, <laughs> and so I want to tell the people... One of the one of the reasons I wanted to interview you is because you have a podcast um, called My Imaginary Friends. Right. Um, and it, when I right before I started this podcast, I had the idea that I wanted to do something a little bit different, but I wasn't sure. And then I I'd heard yours and was like, oh, this is a cool format to like just talk to the people about your process. Um, <laughs> so since you were one of the inspirations for you're doing great, and you are doing great. <laughs> Like, Thank you. <laughs> um, I wanted to have you on the podcast so I could t- share you with the people. Um, cool. Thank you so much. <laughs> my pleasure. Uh, so why why don't we give people a little bit of like an overview of some of the things that you write about and some of the things that you talk about in My Imaginary Friends? Sure. So uh, right now I have, uh, I'm a hybrid author. So I have a series with St. Martin's Press that is epic fantasy, and um, the second book just came out, and I also have a self-published um, paranormal romance series, and I started out as self-published, and so I got the idea to do the podcast from a couple of different inspirations. Um, Joanna Penn, uh, her podcast, I listen to every week, it's uh, The Creative Pen, and she, it's mostly an interview podcast, but... Um, she does a segment at the beginning, which is like an update, like her writing update. And sometimes she'll do solo shows. And then there's a couple of other solo podcasts, like Jeffy Kennedy, who's a fantasy and romance author also. And um, a couple other podcasts like that, where I just enjoyed listening to people talk about what they're doing and, you know, the life of a working author. And I knew I really wanted to start a podcast. And I thought that the interview space, like there's so many interview podcasts and, and that seemed harder to do and harder to manage. And I just didn't feel like I could bring anything new, but I thought that if I was just telling people what my kind of day to day or week to week life is as someone who's just trying to write books and get them published and do that whole thing, um, it might be of interest to someone and I could give behind the scenes stuff about the books themselves, maybe for readers and and other authors who are at different points in their journey. And so that's basically what I talk about. I I try to keep it positive. I start out with this week's best thing so that I can always just, you know, not just be complaining the whole time. Like (laughs) I didn't want it to have that kind of vibe. Um, But there's going to be ups and downs, you know, with the whole writing. Um, You know, writing is is pretty difficult and there's there's lots of struggles, but, you know, there's also the the good things that happen. And um, yeah, I just wanted to share that with people. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, it definitely helps me feel better when I'm walking to my co-working space and I'm listening to you be like, oh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> or like, or like oh, I finally figured out this problem. I'm like, okay, okay, you can do it. It's going to work out. Yeah, <laughs> so, eventually you'll get it. Yeah. It took me four months 
But yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I think for readers, they they know that a lot happens in the mind of an author before it gets mm-hmm. on the page. But I don't, I don't know if I. I feel like there's so much glamour to the idea of being a writer, but like the actual process of it is pretty gnarly. Um, right. And so, yeah, it, it, make, it helps me to know that other people are going through that so that when I'm doing it, I'm, I'm like, you're not alone. This is part of it. <laughs> exactly. And like a lot of times social media, you know, you're just posting good things and the, the releases and the deals and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and you don't really get into sharing the, the, the darker, not darker side, but the harder side of it and the struggles. Yeah. And I think that's important for people to see also, just like you said, because I mean, listening to other authors Cameron Hurley is another person who has uh, she's a a science fiction and fantasy author who has an an occasional podcast Mm -hmm. let's say but she's very good about being open and honest about the process and um, you know I think more authors are starting to do that but it's super helpful just to hear from someone who's in the industry the real stuff that's going on yeah and one thing that I just kind of thought of too that has helped me to feel better. I've been taking a lot more notes about my own process than, and also listening to other people when they talk about theirs and seeing, like, would that work for me? But also, I think something that I've noticed more and more is that, I don't know if you feel this way, but I have, like, an, a writer in my mind who's, like, wakes up at 5 a.m. and is, like, oh, yeah, I'm so good at this. It's, like, so easy. Um, and then, and that's fake, and that never happens. <laughs> um, but that when I pay attention to it and having a re- like I write write a lot down about what I have just written or how I felt and you have like a podcast as a record of it um, yeah but I've noticed I think because li- I've been listening to you while also thinking about it I really noticed like as terrible as it feels sometimes there is a lot of juice to that process like it's it's mm-hmm. emotional and cerebral at the same time yeah and I had started a couple of years ago sort of journaling after my writing sessions. I'd, I'd heard, heard of that somewhere. And I was doing it by, well, I was doing it not by hand, by typing. <laughs> I don't really write by hand very much. But I, I started, had typing it because I was writing this book and it was just going terribly. And I was like, well, let me just document this because I would talk to my friends and they were like, well, when you wrote the last one, you went through the same thing. And I didn't remember. And, oh. and eventually, and so I was like, well, let me record this. So I was typing it and then I got tired of typing so much. So I started recording just private videos. Mm. Like I was using this service called MindLogger, which was just, you log in and you just record a five minute video about what happened. And then that was, I did that for a couple of years before the idea of the podcast came about. Just so I, I mean, part of it is just so I remember what I went through. Because the next time, you know, in a few months, I'm going to start all over again with a new book, and I'm not going to remember everything that yeah. happened. My friends will be like, well, this happened before, Leslie, and I can go back, well, let me listen to myself talk about, you know, that, and it, and it will remind me and make me feel better. Yeah, and I'm, I'm laughing because, like, it's so true. I feel like um, it's kind of like when people say they, like, they give birth and you can't remember the pain or something, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you're like, this has never happened to me before. I've, I've always been this terrible. Like, yeah. It's a brand new way of being terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible in a slightly different way each yeah, time, but you know, yeah, it's yeah, it's a different kind, <laughs> different flavor. <laughs> like, uh, well, that's cool. Um, I wanted to ask you. You were just saying that people, you know, you you put things on social media about like what's going well or like when there's milestones. Um, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you a little bit about like career highlights that might not necessarily make it onto like a resume or LinkedIn, you know, like moments that, um, where you like achieve something or you felt proud or you like went through something tough. Um, 
and you know something uh, so it definitely doesn't have to come out of it it could just have been tough um but do you have that do you have anything that like that that comes to mind like for writing for writing or in any other like professional situation or life situation i guess too yeah i mean i'm, I'm sure there's a lot uh like with with the writing um you know i started out self-published and when it, you know it's kind of an unusual story of of signing with a traditional publisher in that you know the, my editor had seen the books that i had self-published mm-hmm. and she had approached me about whatever next the next thing i was writing mm-hmm. and i pitched her a new series and she had decided that she wanted to republish song of blood and stone and, and this fantasy series okay. and for a long time like because it takes forever. Like it, from the time she contacted me to the time I actually signed the contract it was almost a year, you know? And so I didn't want to jinx it. So I didn't really tell anybody. Like I told my best friends, like a few people, but um, I just kept it really quiet because I was like, I didn't actually know if it was going to be real. If it was just like, you know, in, until like the ink is signed, I, I never want to actually talk about something publicly. Yeah. Um, so things like that can be hard because a lot of times with traditional publishing, things happen years before you can you know say anything like you sign a contract and the book doesn't come out for two years or whatever um so you know that's kind of like a milestone that eventually i could talk about and and kind of comes up but also there's just the, the things that are really hard like struggling through a book there's a book that and I'm still kind of in the process, but I, I know I'm going to finish. I'm just very confident. I believe that, in you. Like, <laughs> yay. I've been working on it for like three years. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a novella. It's not like a long, epic, 400,000 word book or anything. But it just, I got stuck. Mm-hmm. And um, around the time when that contract was happening, I, it also caused me to get stuck. You know, like mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'm going to give these books to this publisher, but I still have this other series, my Paranormal Romance series. And I'll just write the next book in that. And, you know, three years later, I have not finished that book Mm -hmm. because of initially just nerves, I think, and and just, I guess, writer's block. I don't really think about it as being writer's block, Mm -hmm. but maybe that's what it was. And then, you know, it was kind of a complicated story, even though it was short, and I don't think I was a good enough writer. Like, there's all these different reasons why I'd go back to it and, and couldn't finish it. So, you know, I'm once again trying to go back to it. And some of it's time and scheduling, and then you've got these other things that are due. But, um... I'm 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 going to finish it. It's not going to beat me, yeah. you know, but like I'm still in the process of that. Mm-hmm. And so there's I think there's things like that where you just have to keep going. And like at this point, you know, I'm just it's going to be a, a point of personal pride for me to finish totally. this book and publish it and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. Definitely. I have a book like that that's similar where it's actually now I'm seven years old. Let's not talk about that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's in first it. grade. <laughs> like, um, and I, it, it, well, it's interesting because every time that I have gone back to it and then gotten stuck again, I have then, like, gotten better and gotten more, um, like, more creative in a different way. But that yeah. one book is really hard for me to work on. Um, so I, I also look forward to the day when I finally been like, oh, it's like, it's graduated. (laughs) (laughs) It's out of the house. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting what you're saying about writer's block too, because, um, like, I don't know if I totally believe in writer's block in like the angsty kind of way, but I don't think there's like really a good word that's specific to writing. I think, cause like 
you know, if you don't show up for, like, another job, someone will call you and come to your house eventually. But, like, <laughs> when you're yeah. stuck on this, on, like, writing, you're the only person that's really the most invested in it. And so when it's, yeah. like, just stuck, it's like no one else can save you. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like you can kind of reach out for help and talk through a plot problem yeah. or something, but at the end of the day, it's all you and your brain. Yeah. And, like, you have to figure out how to kick your brain into gear to get through whatever the, the stumbling block is. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's so, it's a weird thing. I don't know if, and I, I, I've been, like, in rehearsal rooms where you're stuck on, like, how to make a scene or something, but then you have other people around, and, like, you can be like, let's just throw in a dance number. <laughs> like, <laughs> I fixed it. <laughs> you know? like, right. uh, it's not, it's different when you have, like, just these words and this, like, blank space. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in those, in those times when you're stuck, um, and also when you're not, just like on a daily basis, what are some of the things that you do to keep your brain kind of perking along and, and so like in your emotional, you know, baseline okay? Do you have any like practices or like rituals? Yeah, I do. Like for, for being stuck, I think that filling the well is important. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is a balance that you have to strike between procrastinating and actually rejuvenating yourself like creatively. Yeah. And so you have to know that, whether I need to stop, I have to read. A lot of times it's like, well, let me just go read something. Let me find something really, either a really good inspiring book or just something to take my mind off of it so that I, because I think a lot of stuff happens in your subconscious. Mm-hmm. Like I totally believe that all of all of the plots and all of the problems work themselves out. Like that, the answer is already in my brain somewhere. It just has to, I have to rest and let it work its way through. Mm-hmm. And so whether it's watching a movie or a TV show or reading something um, or going to a play or whatever, Something to to restore your creative juices is really important for that. Um, and I do have writing rituals that I do. Like I always have tea when I write. Um, it's like I, I have a fresh cup of tea. And depending on what stage of writing I'm at, I, I'll either, you know, sit with whatever I need. Like if I'm doing a first draft, mm-hmm. I have this Alpha Smart, which is a little like keyboard, these old school keyboards that you that have like a tiny little screen oh it's just a word it. processor there's like nothing yeah. but just the, the sentences okay exactly yes. okay like, they don't even make them anymore you have to get them on ebay no but i okay. always yeah. use that for 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 first draft so i don't get distracted mm-hmm. and then like now when i'm revising you know i'll get my tea i have my notebook and i have all of this paperwork that i have with mm-hmm. for my series like notes and character stuff and note cards and just sit down and turn on like coffee shop sounds oh, yeah. <laughs> and then start writing. So it's like little things that I do to get my mind. Like I know, okay, the tea is here, the coffee shop sounds are here and I'm ready to go. Yeah. That's good. So that you're like in the same brain space every time the like working brain space. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. Um, is there anything that like, have you ever had a real block and then had something unexpected snap you out of it or is it like a slower process I think yeah I definitely have unexpected things snap me out um and a lot of times it's when I'm consuming something else it's like Mm -hmm. I will watch a movie that has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm writing but some little thing in there will be like oh wait it's you know some line of dialogue or whatever it'll just spark something and you don't know exactly where it comes from or I'll be reading something and be like hey that'll just sparks you know what, however this you know muse thing works that that actually happens pretty often yeah. you know I'll, like dive and try to find something to write it down with so that I don't lose that spark of idea yeah <laughs> so it's like everything's kind of percolating in the background and then eventually something like makes its way forward like 
Ah, yeah, like something else yeah. pushes it out of out of the back into the yeah. front of your mind. Yeah. You, then you get it. You know, yeah. like you have this breakthrough, light bulb moment, and everything is great until you get stuck again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, exactly. Um, I also wanted to ask you, because I think this might be interesting people. So you are a writer, you're, and you're, you're self-employed. You're a self-published yes. and a traditionally published author, which that's called hybrid for people who don't know. Um but you've been self-employed for, like, quite a while now. Like, I think you said, how many years has it been? I, so I'm a website developer okay. in my day job. And I started my business, at, like, 16 years ago. And I've been completely self-employed for 12 years. That's, a, that's great. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not um, a long time. So I would imagine that those, like, being self-employed gives you a certain amount of skill set for also being a writer in that, like, you have to be self motivated or can you know contained or like you can um keep your keep yourself going um is there as like is there anything between like i'm curious about like a crossover between like website creation and like storytelling and like where those might meet for you yeah i think that so I, I actually went to school for film production and I worked in, in like video editing for a while. And um, I, I think there's parallels between like editing, um, like coding, like making websites, which is what I do, and then writing. Because it's all kind of putting things together and problem solving. And I view them in, with very similar lenses. Um, so since regardless of how you publish, you know, being an author is being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously self-publishing is complete entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. But traditional publishing, there's still a lot of business type stuff that you have to handle, whether you have an agent or not. And so um, those skills definitely relate. But in terms of, of like web development and, and writing, uh, it's creative in a different way. Like mm-hmm. uh, coding for me is definitely creative because it, it taxes the same part of my brain. Sometimes it's difficult when I have to write and do like heavy coding because I'm, you know, I'm, st- I'm using the same creative forces to look at a problem, break it down, um, write the code, test it, and figure out why it's broken, why it's not working the way it's supposed to. And um, you do the same thing with the stories. You know, it's, it's a, like partly more intuitive with storytelling, but there's still like... As the writer, you often know, okay, this isn't working. Why isn't this working? Let me break apart this story. Um, let me look at some plotting systems. Mm-hmm. Let me see what the motivations are and the character, you know, the steps that are supposed to be in the character arc and then fix it. So I, I think there are a lot of parallels. That's interesting, too, because, like, when you are, when the code is broken, you can look at the code and look for where it's broken, right? And yeah. with a story, it's in your head. So then you have to figure out some way to, like, anchor it down to a place yeah. where you can like read it or like read the holes in it and sometimes yeah. that's having someone else look at it yeah like sometimes with a story you're so close that it's just like okay i'm stuck let me have my critique partner look mm-hmm. at it and see what they say mm-hmm. and that's kind of like the testing you know in coding you can you can break it down and actually test the different parts of it to see where it's broken um so yeah yeah um this is mildly related and not related at all but i just wanted to ask you <laughs> just, i just thought of this question i was like if you were not a web developer or a writer is there another creative thing that you would love to do but you're like oh i could never do that um there's so much that i would love to do that i'm bad at like if we're talking about things like really couldn't do i would love to be a singer me too that's mine but- yes <laughs> 
Like, I go to karaoke and I don't care. I sing my heart out because I love it. And yeah. people are just like, just cover your ears if you don't want to hear me. But I am, am having a great time. Yeah. And yeah, I I would love to do that. If I, I was not born with that skill set, unfortunately. Yeah. I keep telling people that when I cut, like, my in my next life, I want to come back. Not as a singer. I want to be a sanger. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. I want to be a sanger. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's mine too. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> um, that's interesting to me too, though, because I like when whatever you're working on. I feel like you get abs- for me. I get absorbed with that too. And then you talk to other people in other creative fields, and they're like, "Oh, I could never sit down and type like for as long as you do." And I'm like, "Oh, I could never sing. I could never hit that note." Um, you know? Yeah, like, I yeah. could never be on stage eight times a week. I yeah, no, I, 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 I could. I could do that? that part actually. That's the part I could do. <laughs> I just can't do the singing. <laughs> um i wanted to also ask you um is there anything right now that like i know the way it usually works is you have the project you're working on and that's like Mm -hmm. what your focus but for me that's what your focus and it sounds like your process is you're like this is the thing i'm editing or this is the thing i'm drafting is is there anything like in the kind of like back of your mind that then starts to be like and then next we get to do this yeah absolutely yeah I have probably six manuscripts in different parts because I did NaNoWriMo for several years. Okay. So I've got like NaNoWriMo things that I haven't touched for five years that I really want to get back to. So I've got a lot of projects. There's one that's right now is clamoring, you know, at the top, but sometimes they change positions, you know? Yeah. And so um, I'm, I'm working on a four book series that has three novellas and I won't be done until next year. But after that, like I'm yeah. really excited about yeah. the next thing and the next idea that's been waiting sort of patiently in the background for yeah. a couple of years until I have time to focus on it. Yeah. And then there's all the other ones that I don't know when I'll have time to write. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That, that part is always, I don't know if you feel the same, but that part feels uh, often feels rejuvenating to me so that like, when I'm in the middle of something and it's going terribly, I'm like, but then this one later will be great until I get yeah. to it. <laughs> and then I have to stop myself from just being like, I'm just going to s- switch gears and work right. on that for a while. Right. Like, exactly. That way lies madness. But like, I really get tempted sometimes. The new shiny, you know, is always like squirrel, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Um, yeah, that's the same for me. Um, has there been anything in your creative career that has like really surprised you in that uh, like if it was more more rewarding than you thought it would be or maybe more difficult, um, but something that just like you never would have thought when you started um, being a writer. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about what it would be like to have people reading your work, you know? Like I always wanted to write it. And in the back of my mind, that meant someone had to read it. But um, like doing events and, and like book festivals where I get to meet readers and like, you know, sell the book to them or like try to, you know, get them to or talk about if they have actually read it, get to talk to them about it. That has been has been surprisingly rewarding because mm. it's so much fun. Like and I'm I'm very introverted. So but when I when I knew I wanted to write and especially starting self-publishing, thinking of different ways to get out there. You have to kind of go go places and, and get a table and sell your book and talk to people. And so I, I practiced doing that. And I found that I really liked it. As much as it, as it frightened me, mm-hmm. I just, I really enjoyed it. And I, I had no idea that that would be the case before, you know. That's cool. So, so it's like you have something kind of already to talk about or something in common. So then it's like easier to connect with people. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, n- yeah. I never thought of that. But yeah, you're, you're, you're bonding over something like even just the love of books. Even if it's not my book, we yeah. can just talk about other books that we might have, we might have loved. So right. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. And that's what, that's for me was also a surprising thing about just getting into like more of the book world, especially I feel like for romance, um, like at writers and readers are all fans. So yeah. you can just kind of start out from there, even with like a, you know, highly published author, you can be like, okay, but have you read? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, it's like, because what I really want to be is like, what does it feel like to be a New York Times bestseller? But instead I'm going to ask you, <laughs> like, have you read Immortals After Dark? Okay. So like, um, okay, cool. Um, all right, so one of the last things I want to ask you is what is there a pep talk that you would give your past self? Like at any point in your life, it could be last week, could be 10 years ago, it could have been five years ago, whenever. Um, but is there anything that you wish you could have told yourself at that time? I think that um, it's always hard to trust yourself so I would have I would try I don't know how much I would listen but I would try to be like you really can trust yourself your instincts are good Mm -hmm. you know like you don't have to always get this outside validation you can really trust your instincts that you've been reading for your whole life and you know how stories go and and as you as hard as it will be um your instincts and your intuition will get you through will get you through to creating a product that you're proud of and that other people will enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I could have grounded myself earlier in that, it would have just been a lot easier to handle the struggles that came through trying to write and publish. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Um, is there any is there a pep talk you want to give your future self? And then you can you can pause this and then late, you can listen to it later. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's always important. I I see people moving the goalpost a lot. Uh, You know, like at first it's like, oh, I just hope like five people read my book and then I hope a hundred people read my book. And then I hope until it's like, I hope I'm a New York Times bestseller. And then if you get that, I hope I do it again and again and again. And so the goalpost moves as you move along your career. The things that would have excited you a year or five years ago don't excite you anymore. And so I hope that I would tell my future self just to remember how good it felt like to publish your first book and to see that people other than your mom were reading it, you know, and like that was just the best feeling ever. And as the goalpost moves and as you, I mean, it's good to, you know, create really good goals for yourself, but like, don't forget the thing that started it and that, that good feeling, you know, that don't get jaded. It's yeah. possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel that I, sometimes I, well, so I'm having all this apartment issues right now and I was looking at mm-hmm. apartments and, you know, and I'm like, Oh, it's too small. Oh, it's a walk up. And then I was like, if you told yourself at 22 that you were like turning your nose up at a West village apartment, you'd be like, girl, <laughs> what, do you, what do you have to do to get it? <laughs> <laughs> Who do I have to kill? Yeah, who do I have to kill to even look at this? <laughs> and it's the same thing, I think, when I get, when I get like, really, you know, in my head or worried about something. Like, oh, no, it'd be like, if you, like, 10 years ago were like, whatever, did you know you could just, like, put your books up on the internet and people buy them? I would have been like, shut up. <laughs> right? It's like, amazing. Yeah. Or you can, like, call people up and just, like, interview them and then be like, oh, I have a radio show. I'd be like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> and people are listening to you. Yeah, like, like what? What's happening? <laughs> you could be a one-woman media conglomerate. I'd be like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a really good point about the uh, 
the goalposts should stay where they are, and then you can make other ones. But, like, yeah. not moving them is not helping you out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you want to stay, you know, motivated yeah. to, like, do the best that you can do. Yeah. But, I mean, I just see so many people, like, lamenting things that I would love to have. And I'm yeah. sure that, you know, there's things I have that other people would love to have. So you're always... You know, you're always, it's just, you have to be happy with where you are and where you've been. And I think grounding yourself in that, like, helps a lot. Yeah, that's cool. Um, all right, so why don't we tell the people where they can find you? My website is lpenelope.com, and all my social media and everything is there, and my podcast is there, so come check it out. <laughs> awesome. Um, so before we sign off, I'm just going to... I wanted to make sure I told you some compliments so that um, you had them for future record. <laughs> like, um, awesome. your, your podcast is super cool. It makes people feel better. Um, your books are really great. Um, your career is banging. <laughs> like your pets are cute and you're doing really great. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. That's so amazing. And you're doing really great too. Thank you. Because you have to, like found this energy that's so infectious. And when I met you in person, I was like, this this person is just amazing and positive and I love her so you're doing great thank you <laughs> okay see look guys <laughs> it's going well we're all doing great yes thank you for listening if you liked what you heard please tell a friend or leave a review you can find me anytime at fairybossmother.com or on instagram I'm at laura von holt you can also find the show notes for every episode and join the You're Doing Great email list where you'll get behind-the-scenes information and extra enthusiasm at fairybossmother.com. Catch you next time, and remember, you're doing great.